Hey, I'm Jacob. And I'm Alden. And we're both teachers at a Canadian school in China. And we're searching for answers. But poorly! So that makes us real human beings. This is our podcast where we talk about random stuff like uh, movies, TV shows, music, life in China, teaching, politics, sports, pretty much whatever we're interested in. Uh, so what's on the schedule today? We're talking about Pokemon! Gotta pick them all! Hi everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, we're back. Episode 31. Real Human Beings. I always say we're back, like we've been gone for a while. But really, you do like saying that. Yeah, we're here and present, as always. I think we should start off with Pokemon in general. Yeah. Talk about our, yeah. our, our, our histories. Yeah, our histories of Pokemon. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Pokemon for me <laughs> began in 19... Well, okay, so Pokemon, I was really of you... the age yeah. when I remember when it first came out. Like, I remember being in school and people were like, oh, yo, dog, Pokemon? Yeah. And, like, we started trading cards and it, cards got banned in school. Yeah, man, yeah. those cards. As usual. Because uh, a lot of playground fights. Demon worship. Oh, it's, wait, yeah. what? No. It's just playground fights. We can't, we grew up in two different places. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I wasn't. <laughs> demon worship. Uh, yeah. The uh, So I remember it coming out very vividly. I remember the episodes. The first, like, I would go to my grandparents' house. I was, like, seven. Mm. And they had Cartoon Network, and I would watch the episodes. I remember the first season very well. Yeah. My friend Andrew, he was uh, super into it, and he has the distinction, and I think it's pretty cool, because he's right. Mm-hmm. We all played Pokemon, or we all, like, I fantasized about Pokemon, because my family wasn't very rich, so I didn't have a Game Boy. So right. I could only, like, look at people who had a Game Boy. Right, you'd, you'd look over the shoulder. Yeah, we like, it was like, like early Let's Plays, yeah, was just you, you over at your friend's house. Watching them <laughs> Yeah. <play>. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, I had some of the car games. I played with, like, Cody and stuff like that and other people. Um, but uh, Andrew always played them. Like, red, blue. He played, he played literally every edition. It was, like, red, mm-hmm. blue, yellow, uh, ruby, sap, like, every back to back. One, yeah. And he would, like, 100% them, too. Yeah. And when we got Gold, to middle silver, school, yeah. Pokemon wasn't cool. Pokemon yeah. wasn't cool. And that was, like, grade 7, 8, 9, 10. What year was that? That would have been 2000 and three to 2002 to 2006 sure 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 um but those but those were like the pearl years like those like pearl diamond and andrew stuck with it and i remember talking to him maybe two years ago and he's like yeah it fucking pissed me off because when you got to university or like late high school it became everybody was like it was like oh yo pokemon i love pokemon it's great he's like motherfucker i've been i've been here since the beginning i've been here from the day one and you like fake ass bitches coming in and pretending you like Pokemons. Yeah, I love Pokemon. It's Pokemons. Yeah. And like to be to be fair, he yeah. he he is way more in the games. Like he yeah. knew all the like the like secret types. Like they have so like it's a bold Pokemon, which means it has yeah. these like yeah. There's that's, a whole that's, amount that's, of that's game EV theory training yeah. and like the way that they're he used to like he would trade yeah, slash yeah, breed with each other. Like mm-hmm. he had this whole elaborate yeah. system. He still does, which, to my knowledge. Uh, yeah, you can optimize. Yeah, like, he optimized the shit out of that stuff. Like I think the thing about Pokemon. Yeah. And I'll talk about my yeah. stuff too. Yeah. But uh, I think the thing about the Pokemon the games at least was that they made grinding yeah. like the act of leveling up yeah. a a character in a yeah. game by just monotonously yeah. going over and over yeah. again killing a bunch of minions yeah. which was a staple yeah. of video game play for anybody who doesn't know that yeah. um but they made grinding into something like 
enjoyable. Like fire, there was Final, always something that you were doing yeah, in your grind. Final Fantasy. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the difference is, mm-hmm. but Final Fantasy. I, I played uh, like the first two ones, and mm-hmm. there's always comes to a point in those games where it's like I just don't. I'm just you bored. Just can't, yeah. Uh, whereas whereas Pokemon, well, Pokemon for doesn't some have a reason, story. I think that's the important thing. The story is very basic. It's like do yeah. this thing. And the weakest game I've played so far was X and Y because it has a story in it, mm-hmm. and it feels you think kind that, of, that takes it's also over. really easy. I mean, there, X and Y you can like walk through. There there are, there is a story in these games, but they're always the same. You got to beat the gym leaders, and yeah. there's always Team Rocket going yeah. on. And then there's some sort of legendary Pokemon yeah. that shows up, and, and it's, you have to. It's like, very simplistic. Like it pretty much follows the same archetypes come yep. up every single time. You have to pick out your starter Pokemon, and there's there's a whole triangle yep. like weakness thing yep. in there. But yep. then, like you said, you yep. can get the types. You can get bold, happy, yep. yeah. whatever. It expands outwards, and then there's like yeah, and so each of them have a different level set. So like you can literally like it's all math. Yep. Like that's what it comes down to. Just like with our D and D thing. Yeah. Like, Pokemon is literally just math. Yeah. Um, What's crazy, yeah, too, know. is if you look at, like, the first-gen stuff, like, Gen yeah. 1 is often held as, like, one of the purest. You have the original 151 Pokemon, yeah. which I'm pretty sure I have memorized. That's the one that I have the most, yeah. like, time with. Yeah. So, those but are the like, ones that I consider, like... if you play Gen yeah. 1 again, there's mm-hmm. some crazy bullshit that you can pull off, because the game is horribly unbalanced. Yeah. Like, they're on Gen 8 now, which uh, is like, I think maybe even Gen 9, I can't remember which Gen we're on. Sure. But basically, the game has been fine-tuned. Like, the math has been figured out. You can think of it kind of like uh, like the first iterator. It's like Alpha. So there's yeah. like some, you can st- you can perma-stun lock an enemy with like Weedle. Uh-huh. You can just, with the right, like with Stun Spore and with the, with the Haste, you can perma-block somebody to the point where they just can't play the game. Yeah. Or an, an enemy. Or it could happen to you. Like there's a lot of little bugs in the game that 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 weren't caught until later. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to go back and look at those older games because they're now redubbing them or redoing them. There's like Ruby Red. Yeah, you know they they take an old game and they kind of revamp it. The latest one actually is uh, Let's Go Pikachu, which is a 3D uh, game on the Switch, um, which was their first change into like because it's always been like 2.5D. So like the the gameplay has changed to the point where it's like this it's it's becoming fully 3D now almost like a Poké Stadium kind of thing which is like neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how I I feel about it as a game. Yeah. I've always been fascinated about how like they have had to make a game mm-hmm. that a six year old child can beat, which yeah. means six year old kids are garbage at video games. Like they're good, I'll grant mm-hmm. it. Like Minecraft, very good. Yeah. Fortnite, very good. But like. I remember when I was a kid playing these games, I'd be like, I'm going to do this attack. Well, it's pretty simplistic because yeah, it's, it's, it's like very water beats fire. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's and like, you can't oh, play it that way. Yeah. Too. You could you could yeah. play the game Bonehead Stupid the whole way through and you'll be fine. Yeah. But you could also be like some crazy madman. You could be an EV trainer. Exactly. You could be the kind of guy who yeah. takes a level 100 Magikarp, level 9 in a Magikarp, yeah. and tromp. Like, I love this. I should I should tell you, maybe we can include a link, but there's this guy, he, in uh, the last... Uh, game, I think it was X and Y, he would go online challenging people's teams mm-hmm. who have stacked teams. They're like all the legendaries. Right. They're like six legendaries. Yeah. And he'd have one Magikarp and yeah. one other Pokemon. And what he would do is he would just get the other Pokemon to like cast something. Uh, I can't remember which spell it was. I'm using them as spells because right? it's basically what they are. And then Magikarp would go on and just fucking destroy them. Yeah. Like he would Why do Magikarp because he has the highest base agility in the game and uh-huh. he can do like little tricky moves basically. Uh-huh. Where the point where like he was just destroying these yeah. and he'd get them to like rage quit. Like he right. just because he's just using some gimmick shit 
to fucking trump yeah, all of them. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing that kind of... Yeah. And I, the card I, game's like that, too. Yeah. Like, the whole the card game is very gimmicky as well, too. You can really gimmick the, the system. I was going to say, the big thing about this is the fact that we're talking about all this different stuff. Like, what is Pokemon? Yeah. Like, when you get down to it, we talk about games, we talk yeah. about TV shows, we talk about card games, yeah. we talk about, like, all this shit. Yeah. And, and I will say, do you know the year in which it started? 1994. Close. 1996. Sure. So it was 96. See, yeah. I, the, reason so, I, the reason I put it low is because I thought Japan would have released it and then it took a while to get over to North America. Well, I mean, that might be the case. Yeah. It, the, the thing that I looked up is yeah. just the 1996. Yeah. I don't know. But it started off as a manga yes. originally. And manga, Japanese comic. Yeah. And then from there it became the like phenomenon that yeah. it is today. And yeah, so it, it started off as this very simple story. They made it into an anime. Right. They made it into a card game, and it's it spawned like I rem- so much. I remember there was you know? a great YouTube video about the history of Game Freak, which is the company that makes the game, and the designer who leads Game Freak, and he was inspired for Pokemon by his youth when he would go out and capture bugs, like he would uh, go out and like catch bugs, and he really liked the idea of catching different things and and use them. What I also found interesting too is that it's maybe the video hinted at it or something like that, but it was implied that the creator was on the spectrum a bit like he was a little bit kind of or at least an ocd mindset basically where he was yeah. very like collect stuff like he liked that idea well he the whole entire the thing yeah. is gotta catch, catch them all. all yeah uh the tv show for me is a much more intimate connection if we want to talk about all the different things uh-huh. i'm way more attached to the tv show because i spent nearly every day of my university career watching pokemon episodes yeah at least three a day uh, they became kind of a ritual in my yeah. household. So, like, my friend and I would wake up, we'd have breakfast, and we'd watch three episodes, and then we'd go to university. Yeah. Or we'd be like, oh, we're reading some stuff, let's just throw on an episode of Pokemon lineup. Right. And so we burned our way through from season one to season seven. How many How many episodes, how many seasons are there? There's something <sighs> there crazy, are, At right? the time when I was yeah. in 2014, there was 15 seasons. Yeah. We had watched up through season seven. Yeah. I had watched every single episode. He had sometimes seen some, sometimes not seen some, so I was definitely the... What would you judge the, the, the level of quality of the TV show? Poor. <laughs> I'll put it somewhere between a three and a four in like, terms of actual... writing-wise, pretty much the same thing happens every writing, single time. Writing, is, writing varies between a one, yeah. where it's like very predictable, to like a ten in terms of batshit insanity. You're just like... Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, because it's got yeah. that. It's got that definitely that Japan like. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, all right. All right. Now we're there's going a, here. There's this one where there's um, this like, there's a, yeah. there's a, there's a fox. The fox Pokemon, the Nine Tails, yeah, uh, is summoning the image of her dead master while she pretends to be. This is all psychic image. Mm-hmm. The lover of the man who she's coming back from the dead, and she's trying to convince Brock to stay with her because he resembles mm-hmm. the. The, her whole dead master. It's like this yeah. incredibly like sorrowful, deep. But then another one, you've got them like just doing fucking whatever. Yeah. So so the the original spawns uh, like the classic Ash with mm-hmm. his 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 trust, trusty you Pikachu. know Pikachu sidekick mm-hmm. mouse electric mouse Pokemon mm-hmm. going on different adventures like that. That theory that Ash is actually like in a coma. Yeah. After he, he got, episode two. Yeah, he got he saw Ho Oh, uh, a really legendary Pokemon, and he got his wish to like be young forever. Yeah, or yeah. whatever. Which I think is funny. Yeah, it's a good. That's um, a, I like that theory. That's I mean, silly. I yeah. have a whole back. Like yeah. I have endless theories about Pokemon. We, we oh my god, there's we, yeah, there's so we, many. We developed like yeah. my friends and I. We developed at a very elaborate 
different history yeah. to the world of Pokemon. We have a theory that uh, James, Jesse and James, Team Rocket, and Meowth are actually clones right. from the previous and they war. Keep on dying. They keep dying and they keep yeah. rezzing. Like there's this whole we have this yeah. whole story. Well, there's I mean, some really the really honestly the, the funniest parts are Team Rocket because the way they cut together it's just comedy. It's just like because the voice actors are just clowning like. There's, they're hamming it up. They're, just ha- they're pure yeah. hamming up. So it's just, it's so much fun to watch them just yeah. kind of bounce. It's a lot of Team kid Rocket. energy. Team kid Rocket energy. blasting off again. Yeah. I will say for me, um, yeah, what's what's your connection? The things that, that really I made a connection with uh, were not the manga or the card game. Mm-hmm. Like those were things like I had cards, but mm-hmm. I never actually like played the game. Yeah. I definitely had like, like I remember I had chapter books actually that I read a lot. And I can really distinctly remember when it first entered my life was like around second grade, I want to say, mm-hmm. because I got a Game Boy Color um, uh, from a family friend. And Which that, color was it? It was yellow. And I got yellow version with it, too. It was like a special set. Um, it was I really nice that, of them. Yeah. And yeah, I remember I played it. Played it all the time. That, that's the one where Pikachu is following behind you. Yeah, he's you. visible behind you. Yeah, and he's yeah. the chubby Pikachu. Yeah, the the biggest. Uh, which which I think that would be definitely the strongest connection that I ever had with that with with the games in general, yeah. um, because I played that so much. And I remember being on the first plane ride I ever did was to New York City, and I remember I was at Brock, the very first gym leader, and uh, just not wanting to turn it off because I wasn't got the save point yet because I hadn't beat them yet. Um, But yeah, I would say that that is definitely like my biggest connection. Like I, I would watch some of the TV show here and there, but I never actually like did that much of it. Um, The question I wanted to ask about to you is, do you remember the first Pokemon movie? Yes. That was, did you see it in theaters? No, I, again, all my knowledge comes university. Okay. So like, I watched that. So I watched a lot. Some of the episodes when I was that's young, interesting. but then it faded from interest. And then it really was just like we downloaded it because it was funny. Yeah, we just joke. We were just like, oh, it'd be funny to like have have Pokemon. And then we started watching it and we watched the movie. And then we, we watched all the way up through like, mm-hmm. and a lot again a lot of it too. We'd, we'd get drunk and yeah. we would just like razz on it. Like it would just be like us. Yeah, be like, what the fuck, Ash? The I don't fuck know why you, you don't like watching bad movies. If this is like, well, because your this thing is, a, it's, but it's, but see, it's just I weird to me. <laughs> I don't like watching bad movies that are like rom coms, and so many bad movies are. I don't like watching rom coms, and a lot of bad movies are rom coms. Because I hate cringe comedy. I hate that, like, ooh, awkward. I hate that. Despise it. Pokemon don't have that. It's just good kid fun. Um, for me, uh, the first Pokemon movie I remember I watched with my good friend Henry. In and, theater? And, uh, not just in theaters. It was in, like, the, uh, what'd you call it? Not a drive-in, but an amphitheater? Yes. They had, like, a projector that, that, uh, it was this, you know, the amphitheater. And, yeah, it was pretty cool, because that was, I remember being really excited, because you had to wait for a long time for it to get dark out enough so you could actually, like, see the screen. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, way past my bedtime. And, uh, yeah, really exciting. We made popcorn and we bought it the thing. It was good. It was good. Uh, Pokemon holds a nostalgic pace in my heart, but I don't think I'm, like, super obsessed with it. Um, I would say I'm I think s- that uh, a friend of the pod, real human being, Amanda Joyce, would be someone who's way more yeah. uh, obsessed with Pokemon than, than I would be. So Definitely. I am deferring my nerd card yeah. here. I think for me, it's like meme potential. For me, I just love 
all the stupid what shit. What do you I've, mean by that? All, all that? the stuff that I've built up around it. Like all uh-huh. all the things that that exist because I've watched so many episodes and I have all these little like inside jokes. Uh-huh. Like for example, James is like actually the good guy. He's very pure. He's a good person. Mm-hmm. And he's just being like led on by Jesse and it's unclear as to Pussy what. badness. Yeah, basically. Or Brock. Our theory is that Brock the reason Brock's always nervous uh-huh. is because he actually crushes puss when he gets to these places. Pussy madness. And then the girls freak out. Uh-huh. And they want they're like they he wants to get the fuck out of there because he doesn't use protection. And he's like, I don't want and that's why he has 17 kids. So he's gotta look after because his dad just walks and walks around and like makes illegitimate children, and he has to look after his So children. he's following in his, his father's, father's footsteps, footsteps. Quite literally. Yeah. And what the the uh-huh. real tip off is there's one episode where he's with these girl these girl gym leaders who actually really like him. They're like very explicitly like Brock, you're amazing, and he's really like get me the fuck out of here. Like yeah. I don't want to be here. So he's yeah. this like wandering shitty scum. Who I think uses, that's who uses Ash, a kid, to basically be like, hey, I'm good with kids, and like get with the girls. Uh, well, I will say it's that classic thing of like you, you, yeah. he, he just likes the chase, man. Yeah, he just like yeah, exactly like a rom com. Again. You've been watching a rom-com the whole entire time, Shit. Alden. That's what I'm saying. Shit. Well, uh... Well, let's talk about the movie. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long that's time. The next thing. That's the next uh, yeah. topic. Uh, Detective Pikachu. We saw that. Someone there? Whoever you are, I know how to use this. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know. You can't understand me. But put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh, my God. You can understand me. Stop. I've been so lonely. They try to talk to me all the time. All they hear is Pika Pika. Uh, You can hear him, right? Pika Pika. Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? Uh, what did you think about when you first heard that this movie was coming out? I was very excited because the trailer was so good. Was like, it? Yeah. I, really, I thought it was like, okay. It showed me. It wasn't a Sonic trailer. I'll put it that way. Uh, yeah. Like I saw it, I'm like, oh, I, Fair. Like, I like this Fair. I like this It was CD. more of just a neutral thing yeah. for me. It was just like, all right, this is a thing. For me, I was cautious again because I have a lot of attachment to like the animated show and those uh-huh. sort of things. It was I was like cautiously optimistic. I was like, I like this weird neon glow. I like the idea that there's like this sort of weird but, like, story making that visual a movie, of the, the mountains like toppling towards them and like making a, making yeah. a movie out of Detective Pikachu. Yeah, does that come from a video game? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that where it's the detective comes from? Yeah. Like. I guess it was only a matter of time before they were going to capitalize on this 90s nostalgia, mm-hmm. which I think this is really definitely like a, a wave yes. in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing about this movie is that it has really no connection to the, the, world. To the, to the, um, yeah, no. the TV show at all. No. Um, That's what I kind of like about Pokemon, so. is that it, it, it's almost like a pure yeah. vessel for any interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's a neutral, it's like Jesus Christ. Because, because Renaissance... The most neutral of them all! No, but I'm saying that if you were a medieval or Renaissance painter, you could paint Jesus Christ or, like, a scene from the Bible. It was like... And you were like, okay. It's like, cool, you did a painting. It was like a... It was a place Pokemon you could go is for inspiration. bigger than Jesus. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> I'm not saying it. 
but what I am saying is that P- Pokemon has never really been about the card game over the video game or over the TV show. It's well, just, it can have all these different yeah. versions and stuff and it like doesn't, this. Yeah, they just which don't. really is more of just a sign of the fact that they went merchandise crazy, yeah. which ended up being a really good move yeah. for them. And it's know? flexible enough that there's no there's no real lore to it. Like, it, 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 you can have lore, but it's not necessary. You well, can attach yeah. things. But like if somebody I'm said, sure out there there's somewhere that's the official canon yeah. or whatever. You know? It's like, oh, this is Rhyme City. This is a place where Pokemon and Yeah, you know, like I don't know like I don't on. know if Detective Pikachu I'm assuming it doesn't fit in with the rest of I don't know. But who knows? I don't know. So um I was excited. Yeah. Uh, you were excited, yes. Uh um Ryan Reynolds is uh, plays the detective Pikachu, yep. uh, who is CGI character, yeah. and it's really interesting to think about Ryan Reynolds because he's such like a filthy like yeah. character. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. Um, he was kind of filthy in this one too. Yeah, oh, there, well, were, there, were some, mean, there were some. There were some moments. Of course, with, yeah. with, uh, that's the thing with Ryan Reynolds. Of course, it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. something like even some innuendo, yeah, 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 even yeah. though it's a, like a PG thirteen. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got uh, Justice Smith mm-hmm. as the kind of uh, point of view character. Yeah. I forgot his name. Reluctant already. hero, Tim. Uh, Tim. Tim, yes, Tim. You uh, moves from the the small countryside to the big city after the death of his father. The death of his estranged father because yeah. he doesn't want to go visit yeah. him. So he goes to Rhyme City, which is like Pokemon's version of Zootopia. If you yes. saw that movie, yeah. where Pokemon and humans live together in harmony. Yeah, kind there's of, you battles know? are illegal, yeah. which I find interesting. And I also like the fact that like. Rhyme City isn't a city. It's was made by an inventor. Yeah. Like the inventor, it's like a, it's like um, it's like Disneyland. It's like yeah. a constructed place where he says, "Okay, here battles are illegal. Here you're not allowed to do that. Pope, you don't own Pokemon. It's they, they exist side by side." The the inventor is played by Bill Nye, mm-hmm. uh, who. This is a spoiler yeah. version, but, and it's also pretty unsurprising. Yeah. He's the bad guy. Yeah. kind of like, but I do like that his bad there. guy motivation isn't. I want to see the world burn as so much. I want everybody to be Pokemon. Yeah, well, he's crazy. He's, yeah. he's, he's crazy. He's, he's, begun, he's gone crazy with this idea of evolution. They yeah. keep on repeating that theme over and over again. Yeah. And he he loses his legs, yeah. and so he wants to learn. He wants to walk again. Yeah. Basically, so he um, invent he invents Mewtwo. And well, so so yeah, he invents Rhyme City, yeah, um, which is seemingly a utopia. But yeah. then there's like a dark. Oh, Ken Watanabe shows yeah. up as a police chief. I looked chief. up I looked up the name um, of the actress for yeah. the for for the girl. Yeah, who I'm also blanking on the name of. Um, but basically, but, but, through various hijinks, um, uh, you you learn that the. Utopia is yeah. not so in a classic noir fashion. Yeah. It's like there's still there's a CD on your yeah. belly that goes on yeah. and it involves a secret drug no. along with uh, animal experimentation. Yeah. Uh, shit, I'm doing the man on the street. Yeah. Damn it, fuck. It's okay. I screwed that up. It's fine. We don't worry about it. Ah, uh, no. Well, just because I. Yeah. Well. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like oh, it's like Roger Rabbit meets uh, yeah. Blade Runner a meets ref- Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, there's a refusal of the call. There's some good moments with Mister Mime. Uh, there are some. Yeah, there's like, some silly moments. There's some. There's some I, I would like, hap- cry or no. anything, but there's some. There's also some really interesting. Like you said, I would like, happily shove my kid in front of this <laughs> and be like, watch it. <laughs> well, also, also has a lot to say about fatherhood because yeah. uh, it what it comes down to is Tim. Like accepting his father because um, his mom died yeah. and he didn't really want to go see him because he had, you know, yeah. it was, it's the classic thing of like work is more important, yeah. you know. 
That's what he always thought. There was a good little bit, too, where it's revealed that at the end, uh, Ryan Reynolds is actually Joseph Smith's father. So, yeah. So, Mewtwo... So, all through, all throughout the movie, we're seeing visions of his father, but his face yeah. is never shown. His we never face see, is never shown. We never yeah, see yeah. his... I would, the, even from yeah. the very get-go, yeah. I'm like, uh, it's yeah, going to be yeah. some reveal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was revealed at the end that... It, I was I was like think I was like are they gonna make his father yeah. are they gonna yeah. make his father? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't just imagine having Ryan Reynolds as your dad. I just can't. I'd I just be great. Can't, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so through uh, through some uh, weird psychic energy thing, Ryan Reynolds' him. soul gets or his his I don't know. Does that how does that work? Mewtwo who is Mewtwo this, fuses him. They Mewtwo fuse who is a combination of like ancient uh, legendary plus, Pokemon yeah. plus like scientific experimentation. Yeah. Uh, he has like the powers to transfer souls. He fuses now. them. He fuses yeah, them. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, but he, he has amnesia. Yeah. So even though Pikachu can talk, he, yeah. he doesn't remember like what happened. Right. So a lot of it is also like a, an amnesia yeah. movie where they're trying to discover yeah. that mystery too. It, it, um, it works. Yeah. They're all, the, all the plot points come together. So like Mewtwo... Uh, being able to transfer people's souls into Pokemon, yeah. come back later with the enemies, like the, the and, big bad guys. And even even um, Bill Nye's yeah. plan, yeah. Uh, he wants to like transfer yeah. the consciousness yeah. of, of Mewtwo and all mm-hmm. that into other people. He like yeah. uses that technology yeah. to do it. Um, like put the headset on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... There's good body horror Check at the very that, end, yeah. too. Because <laughs> Ditto... So famously in the TV show, this is actually an interesting little factoid. In the TV show, Ditto's can trim. So there's a Pokemon in the original 151 who's one of the best breeders in the game. But in the show, it's, it's known as Ditto. And it's a pink blob which can turn into any Pokemon. It's like an amorphous shape-shifting it blob. It's a copycat. Yeah, copycat. In the TV show, there is a Ditto which becomes friends with um, Misty. But... This ditto is special because it cannot change the eyes. All dittos can change the eyes, except this ditto. This ditto is special, and it, it's what sets it apart. It, it can't figure out the eyes. Uh, so the whole episode is them trying to like convince the ditto that it's okay that it can't do what other dittos can do. It's like kind of touching. It's kind of sweet. <laughs> it's like they're like the dittos like the ditto keeps trying to like scare them, and it's like, well, that's clearly ditto because like the eyes aren't right. Fucking make fun of me yeah. for being such a dweeby, <laughs> and then like you know like bushy, and then heartfelt uh, person here, and you're and, like, oh, it's sweet that they did the ditto. I never make fun of you for being a softy. I think it's one of your greatest, straightest strengths. It's very sweet. Keep going. Um, but in the movie, there's a point where there's a, a human. Who was revealed to be Ditto, and they've been wearing glasses the entire time, and then the glasses yeah. get knocked off underneath and, their glasses. And are just these Ditto's like, eyes are just yeah. black dots. So it's these little black dots in the it's skin very, flesh. Um, it's disgusting. If you've ever seen like uh, Coraline with yeah. the button eyes, yeah. like it very, it looks like that. It's like, terrifying. It's just, yeah. So that was that was weird. Yeah. Ah! Um, <laughs> so that's definitely nightmare fuel <laughs> for some child. Yeah. Some. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's a thing. Like Ditto yeah. can change into a person now. But that was because it was it was genetically. He was he was he was altered on. Yeah, I think for me one of the best moments in the whole entire thing was uh, the craziness of those huge like mountain beasts yes. and the fact the Torterra. that the Torterra are being experimented on to be like huge yeah. and they literally are huge and they stand up and basically yeah. the mountains like fold in on themselves. Yeah. It was very Doctor Strange. Yeah, very. I'm comparing this movie to a lot of other movies. But, but it works. I guess... Great uh, soundtrack. There's this for Rhyme City. I think that the standout... Yes, yeah. I was going to say. Sense. I think the standout for me was the soundtrack. 
this like synth. It's got yeah. grimy like. Like it's kind of. It's like. <laughs> I think it's, it's like, a peppier version yeah. of Blade Runner. Yeah, like it's a it's, peppier Evangelist. Yeah, they've got some like uh, some good stuff in there. So yeah, no, definitely. I think that that's the Rhyme City thing. My favorite. Part of this movie yeah. was, was that. Yeah. It was the soundtrack. Um, what do you think of the CG on that? That's fine. No problems. Yeah. It, yeah, was, it I, never went, it never strayed into Uncanny Valley and it never went too far to like yeah. cartoony. Yeah, it was I where generally it needed to be. don't really care that much about yeah. it, but um, it yeah, fine. it didn't really make that big of a difference for me. Um, I will say that it's weird because uh, you referenced Sonic yeah. at the beginning of this mm. and um, this one did delve kind of more into like making Pikachu have more fur yes. rather than like be smooth yeah and um that's what they also try to do with, with sonic mm-hmm. but it works for pikachu because it's a mouse but fluffy. it doesn't for sonic because sonic I'm, is too i think the eyes are too small yeah i, th- I think that's more of a, a problem with the sonic <laughs> than it is with the it's human legs yeah human legs yeah, sonic sonic looks crazy also detective um, pikachu knew it was a stupid movie because two days prior to its release ryan reynolds <laughs> released a full version of the movie which starts off with the first minute of the film so like you could skip ahead a little bit but then it's just two hours of pikachu dancing to aerobics music which is brilliant like and that stuff they had fun with this that's something that ryan reynolds would do though like like the all the all the all the advertising around deadpool uh had that exactly too you could tell he is ready to get out there and game and that's that's something that that is like always have been like oh ryan reynolds you funny guy yeah Yeah. again and i think that's why at the end of the day i'm going to give this movie a solid 7.5 for me yeah so 7.5 i I think i give it a 7.5 because uh I don't know, it's just like a solid movie. Like, there yeah. was definitely some things that I would want different. And I'm not going to yeah. say it's like uh, the script is amazing or the acting was perfect yeah. or whatever. But it was new what it was and it was fun. Yeah. I, I'm similar. I'm yeah. going to give it a just a seven because yeah. I'm always like, unless it's like yeah. some SJW shit, I'm always going to be a little bit harder than you, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, seven, which is still a really good, good thing, I think. Um, I really appreciated the weird noir yeah. like the lighting there thing. was some good lighting stuff yes too. It, it seemed very cyberpunk yeah. in the the design of the cities and yeah. stuff with all the neon and whatnot um yeah there's some like jokey jokes there's some like drag there's some yeah. some you know kids movie type stuff but all in all it's fine. Yeah, it's it was good. it was enjoyable yeah, yeah go out and see it uh, better than thor 2 i mean it's definitely <laughs> definitely out of theaters by the time this drops but you know um well then i think we should end off this segment with <laughs> who is that so all the that was that was my favorite segment yeah. in the tv show by the way who's that pokemon it's so easy because it was no because sometimes in the tv show there's this one it's so fucking brilliant they like meme them so hard so they're taking a nurse joy exam so imagine a room full of Nurse Joys, okay. except for Ash. Uh, and they've got an exam that they have to pass. So it goes like, who's that Pokemon? And it comes on the screen, and it's just a round ball. Uh, okay? 
So there's only one Pokemon in Gen 1 that is that, which is right. uh, Voltorb. Voltorb, right? Yeah. One of those ones, right? Electrode. So you're Electrode. You're like, oh, Voltorb. And it's like, no, it's Jigglypuff as seen from above. It's like a top-down view of Jigglypuff. So it's like, what the fuck? Identify this Pokemon. This is going to be a breeze for me. It's a Voltorb. Ah, how simple. It's a Pokeball, without a doubt. Obviously, it's an Electrode. And the answer is a... Jigglypuff seen from above. Why was that important that I knew that it was all Nurse Joys? Because it's also surreal, because you have 20-plus identical copy-pasted nurses all in their nurse gowns all take and they all got it right except for ash that's the fucked up thing it's a round circle how the fuck do you know that it's jigglypuff seen from above that's one of the answers you could put and then also that's you all got it right and ash and everyone's like oh ash you dumb dumb and it's like what the fuck deluded world do you live in there's another they, one where the yeah. grandma they're fighting a giant tentacruel and she gets a fucking tank out she's just blasting ass i remember that one yeah it's fucking awesome i love the tv show Especially the early seasons. Later seasons get too slick. Too slick. But that was season 7 and season 8. Anyway, Detective Pikachu. Uh, 7.5. That wasn't... We're moving on. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, we're right. going to do this next Up segment. Next. Who's that Pokemon? So to ride out. To ride out. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about which Pokemon would you want to be? Which Pokemon are you probably? Oh, fuck. Let's just go with original. To right. make it easy. All right. Which Pokemon would I want to be versus and which, which would you? Which are you probably? I mean, realistically, I would want to be something like, uh, um, like Blastoise <laughs> or Bulbasaur. See, Probably, I thought you were gonna say Bulbasaur. Yeah, he's, he's, I do he's like a, Bulbasaur. He's a, you have we have we have the ditto version of Bulbasaur. Yeah, it's great. Of that. Too, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, looking over. Yeah, us. I would definitely say Bulbasaur yeah. or something like that. One of the starters for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I want to be. Um, um, who I am? Like uh, uh, Snorlax. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. You know, like Snorlax or something like that, or Drowsy. <laughs> Drowsy's probably better because he's uglier. And more and more. Oh. Ooh. Wow. Self, drowsy plus self image here. Drowsy plus like uh, uh, Psyduck. Okay. He's like a grumpy. Psyduck has yeah. Yeah. I'll you know I'll put me down. Drowsy. 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 Drowsy is cool. You make me want to go to sleep all the time. Go to sleep. You maybe you're Jigglypuff. Oh. Go to sleep. Yeah, come Jigglypuff. <laughs> um, that combines your that combines your your Love music talents with your. Uh... But she makes people fall asleep with the singing. I wake you up with my singing at six in the morning while I'm in the shower. So I think I think it has to be drowsy. Okay. Drowsy. Um, no, Scar it's fine. Drowsy Uh Yeah, no, I I would definitely if I if I had to pick I. Uh, would probably also go with the Gen One starters. Mm -hmm. I, I love Squirtle. I love yeah. me some Squirtle. Is he a Squirt Turtle um, or is he a Squirrel, a squirrel turtle. turtle? Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. I actually, I, I think I like War, War Turtle is my favorite of those. He's got those Hermes wings, which is kind of funky, dude. I like him. Yeah. No, I'm I not like saying it's not saying a bad thing. <laughs> it's just funky. Uh, who would I actually be? I keep on going back to Slowbro for some reason. Slowbro's I don't really good. Know why? I mean, he's pretty uh, chill. I, I like how Slowbro. It's just Slowbro has a thing biting his tail. Or Slowpoke. I'd be Slowpoke. Slowpoke yeah. doesn't have the thing biting his tail. Yeah, Slowbro just has a guy. And then Slowking, the thing's just biting his head. It's, <laughs> it's like what? That's the evolution. They, are it just these moved supposed to be up. Sloth? 
They're supposed to be sloppy. They're like they're like lazy Pokemon. Okay. But they're like tough. I feel like I feel like that makes sense. I could go. I could see that. Slowbro, slow. Drowsy and slow, bro. Tweeted us about how awful of a team comp that is. <laughs> it's um, pretty bad. Or, or tweeted us what, what, Drowsy what evolves you think into, we actually are. I think Drowsy what? evolves into Hypnos, which is yeah, just a date, rape po- yeah. a date rape Pokemon. Yeah. And uh, speaking of date rape, we're going to get into our next section, which comes with an interesting square uh, 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 real human thing. Putting a round hole into a square peg. Yes. Uh, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Caterpie, Butterfree, Wurmple, Scorbunny, Sobble, and Grookey, Licky Tongue, and Licky Licky, Haxorus, Cofagrigus, Polyrath, Miss Magius, Fracture, Crab Brawler, Dupider, Shelder, Cloister, Haunter, Grimer, Go Lurk, Luxio, Swampert, Lilligan, Tynemo, Seismitoad, Polytoad, Palpitoad, Seal, Parasect, Trevon, Untoxifex, Field, Mandipus, Scatterbug, Graveler, Pelipper, Elgi, and Picky Peck, Clawitzer, Conkledur, Probopest, Scallopy, Delibird, Ursa Ring, Blaziken, Fennekin, Quilladin, Nidaking. Scrub, Alec, Kazam, Pat, Rat, Woo, Bat, Swoo, Bat, Crow, Bat, Gold, Bat, Zoo, Bat, Poochiena, Caracosta, Teddy, Ursa, Umbriana, Lomomola, Chikorita, Gotharita, Drudagon, Snowrun, Tyrant, Chargebug, Ninjaskia, Mascavalug, Fidneon, Drapion, Jolteon, Sylveon, Glaceon, Espeon, Jigglypuff, Igglybuff, Wigglytuff, Delmice, Servine, Rock, Ruff, Porygon, Porygon Z, Porygon 2, Ribombi, Skuntank, Clank, 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 Miltank, and Mittank. I hate to cut Brian David Gilbert off in the middle of that, but um, I have no reason why I did. I guess just because this is get taken down even more uh, if I ever did put this up for monetization. Uh, if you aren't checking out him on YouTube, do yourself a favor and check out Unraveled. There's a great episode where he breaks down what the perfect Pokerap should be. It's like 40 minutes long. The actual song itself is nine minutes. And we're not going to be able to listen to all of it. Uh, but trust me, go look it up on your own. It's kind of perfect. More news that uh, just dropped after we recorded this, including the fact that Detective Pikachu is getting a sequel, which is kind of incredible, but cool. I'll go see it, definitely. And that Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming out to Switch. I kind of already was wanting to get a Switch, so I think I might definitely now. I don't know if that swayed me quite enough as much as Cadence of Hyrule, which is a Legend of Zelda remake type thing, uh, but I digress. Coming up next, we have a real special Real Human Being search uh, about a topic that's near and dear to our heart, Chinese square dancing. There's less than 150 left. Can I really do this? I used to have this dream Back when I was a child I'd make the pokey rap listenable And everybody called me reckless and wild But I never gave up I kept at it every day And with Pikachu beside me and my next to guide me I knew that there'd be a way To ignore all of the naysayers I'd need a thicker skin than Metapod Why not leave my comfort zone, jump in Taking a risk, plus I'll make a few friends as I try. Seeking how to be strong as I write you a song. Though I still don't know where to put Mr. Mime. But who 
cares if I could and find a good place to put Togedomaru, Pukumuku, Mawal, Saptile, Weavile, Sandile, Helioptile, Leafion, Gengar, Melamar, Marshtop, Chatot, Simicor, Garthorn, Toxicroak, Machino, Chichino, Simicor, Tranquil, Excavro, Meryl, Beaver. Then Togetic, Basculin, Giggle, is Provominable, Kingdra, and the Plum, Gastrodon, We're back, Bing. We're back, Bing. We're back, Bing. 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 We're back in. We're back, Bing. That doesn't really work. We're back, Bing. Does it really? I don't think that works. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Minor correction for the first half. Episode 32. Jacob will say, I'll just change it to the edit. You don't need to say anything. I don't care. Matters to me. This is where we're going to do a, a, a Bing search. Popular topic of conversation amongst Jacob yeah, and I. This is a very popular conversation between. Well, yeah, honestly, between a lot us. of a lot of people who are brought here are like, "What's with that?" Yeah. And uh, we've always been fascinated by yeah. it. So, what is it, Jacob? Well, Alden, it is Chinese square dancing. Chinese square dancing is that like line or square dancing back home in Texas or Arkansas? Uh, well, you. You kind of highlighted the reason why you're doing this, mm-hmm. which is a, it's a good good thing. Because, yeah, when people come over here and visit, or even us, um, one of the very first things that they will notice a lot of times if they go out, mm-hmm. you know, in the evening. Is all the old people. Um, is all the old people. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of old people. There are, actually. I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's a country of 1.3 billion, right? Yeah. You got a lot the of numbers old people. Gonna, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, they're all out in these public squares uh, doing what uh, I guess you would call square dancing because they're yeah. dancing in a square. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of squares, first yeah. off, in China. We'll put it that way. Large open spaces. There's a lot of squares. Do you know Dalian is actually called the city of squares? It has more squares per capita than any other place in China. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not making that up. Where did you find that? It was when I was researching Dalian before I came here. Wow. It's known as the city of squares because it has huh. so many squares. Wow. Um, but basically, what Jacob was describing is exactly that. You go out and you see maybe 50, 60 uh, people. We say old, but they could be anywhere between 40 upwards. And mm-hmm. you'll have music blasting over a speaker. And yeah. they'll be doing sort of gentle Tai Chi-esque dancing with weird strut maneuvers. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically to keep limber and, yeah. like, keep healthy. I mean, that's one of the things yeah. is, like, they do have a pretty yeah. excellent um, system quality of life. Yeah. I don't know what old people do here. Yeah, least, exactly. you know, in Definitely. terms of, like, health-wise, yeah. at least. And a lot of that could come down to the fact that they're just active. Yeah. Um, what, so... And it's, it's quite a sight to see, especially because mm-hmm. the music's very loud. And yeah. it can range from oh, yeah. traditional Chinese slower stuff to, like, tub-thumping, sick techno beats. Or it can be the coolest chorus of... Oh, man. Of That's... weird female <laughs> choir stuff. We can't sing it without sounding horribly racist, but, man, it's fire. Oh, my God. 
but you can also have in the Square Age Jacob not just one, not just two, but three competing old people groups with hey. three competing songs. Who even knows if they're competing? They're competing. I don't know. Yeah, okay, all right. It's a turf war. Sure. It's like Greece. Well, one of the sections in this is controversy, so. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Well, Jacob, why don't you regale me with some some facts about this? All right, I will. Uh, So, this is, uh, it's referred to as square dancing or plaza dancing, and I'm going to attempt to try to pronounce uh, the Chinese. (laughs) Uh, You're in for a rare treat, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Jacob, trying to speak Mandarin. Guangchangwu. Guangchangwu. Which... uh, Literally, that translates to public square dance. Cool. Um, it is an exercise routine performed to music in squares, plazas, or parks of the nation's city. It is popular with mid- middle-aged and retired women who have been referred to as dancing grannies. I will say that it generally skews more woman. female. Yeah, yeah I would say you'll see a few women. guys in there. Yeah, but... I mean, yeah, they're over there. Uh, due to its low cost and ease of participation, it has been estimated to have over a hundred million practitioners. <laughs> According to CCTV, which is the yeah. Chinese. Can't wait until uh, the government calls it a national threat, like Falun Gong, and they start harvesting old people organs. God. <laughs> All right, this is going to be a fun, just like, goofy one, but just cannot get away from that, can we? Well, we I watched a, a video about a the wires today, too. It's like fucking shit. Anyways, um... Dancing for exercise and recorded uh, as uh, long ago as Emperor Yao's China a mm. millennia ago and during the Song Dynasty um, in the public spaces of well, cities. Well, it makes sense in the Song Dynasty because they have a lot of music during those times. <laughs> you like that one, Jacob? Oh man, this this confirms a theory that I've had. This next part coming up. Here. All right, here we go. Uh, most of the women who square dance now came of age during the Cultural Revolution, yeah. where folk dances such as Yang Gay, don't know if I'm saying that right, were widely performed. It sounds like a SoundCloud What up, I'm Young Gay. <laughs> they were widely performed often as propaganda. Yeah. Yo, Young Gay here. <laughs> Where are my dancing grannies at? It does. It does. You're totally right. Jacob has said this before, and and, and it is something to think about because you look at these people and you're like, did you once kill a man mm-hmm. in the Cultural Revolution? I mean, like you can just imagine what's yeah. going on during their um, like <laughs> things here. Yeah. Uh, it's popularity notwithstanding, square dancing has been the subject of considerable controversy in the 2010s Ooh. in China due to complaints of noise pollution <laughs> in the evening or morning hours. I mean, the music is fucking it's loud. It's loud. blasting. Yeah. It's like, it really you're, you're walking and you hear it and you're like, oh yeah, it's going on. Uh, this is also happening too at the same time. And I think this bears mention because it's just something of another peculiarity. Yeah. The whipping. So there's a tradition yeah, of... That, that, that sometimes is, that's, is it, along in these public scares. Yeah, scares, totally. there, there'll be an old... Well, we've seen women do it too, but generally it's an older man, and he has a whip in his hand, and he has a top, and you whip the top, and so you have this... Going, yeah. Yeah. Noises. Yeah. And sometimes they're just practicing the whip just to practice whipping. Yeah. You know, they just they want to whip it. They just want to whip it good. Whip it good. Yeah. Uh, in 2015, the Chinese government reacted to these complaints and incidents, some of which were violent, uh, by prescribing a set of standardized routines for all dancers to follow, claiming that they would be culturally unifying and healthier. 
The move was met with widespread criticism. <laughs> Some Chinese complained that it did nothing to address the noise issues, <laughs> which it didn't. Yeah. Others said that the dancers would be free to choose should be free to choose their own routines. Also true. The real problem, yet others said, was not the lack of better places uh, for dancing, but the lack of other social opportunities for women. Also true. Government soon clarified that the routines it created were promoted, promoted only as meant for healthy alternatives. So they didn't respond. So it really them. wasn't. It really. It was like they tried and then like immediately. Like fuck it, whatever. So you know they will mess with uh, Muslim minorities, but don't mess with the dancing grannies. Well, because the dancing grannies form of the majority of the Han population, yeah, so they can't really fuck with them. So uh, one of the things is that that I've only ever seen them at night, but mm-hmm. uh, some of them apparently begin as early as five thirty a.m. Um, well, like a morning. Yeah, they do a morning thing too. Well, I'm not up uh, at five thirty, so I can't confirm or deny. Like, yeah, I mean, hey, like, we're not even anywhere close to. Uh, for us, like, it's it's a little bit farther up the road where you'd yeah. really be able to um, do that. Um, some groups have gotten large, as many as eighty members in some cases. That one that we went to in Kaifetsu, how many people would you say were there? Uh, I'd say it's like 40? six by seven, so yeah, around forty or thirty people. Yeah. Uh, leaders of these large group charge a small fee to regular attendees to support the use of electronics. Um, and it's anywhere between 5 RMB per month or 20 RMB annually. It's nothing. Which is, that's, that's, that's a dollar. one to two dollars. One to four, one to four or five dollars, yeah. basically. Uh, apparel apparel uh, varies greatly. Many group members show up in street clothes or exercise clothing. Uh, more advanced groups sometimes wear costumes and use props. New York Times reported seeing one group in green fatigues dancing to songs from the Korean War era. We have seen the red. There's some wear red. Like, we've seen it all red. The yeah. red and white. Yeah, yeah. In the square. Yeah. Beijing group attracted international attention in the summer of 2014 for preferring Cultural Revolution era songs like Without the Communist Party, There Would Be No New China. Well, that's a, that's a song uh, Smart has referenced before. Yeah. He, he, he actually knows the lyrics to it. Yeah. I think. I mean, I'm sure if you hear it, it's crazy. Um, so, so these people, they would, they would wear these, they would, they would sing the song, uh, or they would dance the song. Mm-hmm. They would also wear military outforms and uh, toy guns as props. Oh, great! <laughs> so, <laughs> cultural revolution very much still alive and well in the hearts of the yeah. hearts of the old. So, um, some of the people, the reasons why they do it, uh, a retiree, rich retiree, 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 yeah, retiree said, uh, it's good for my health to be able to come out and exercise. It used to be quick to lose my temper, but now nothing bothered me. When I dance, I forget all my cares. I can also hike up mountains with little effort. Uh, So a recent survey in Shanghai found that 75% of residents who live near this group dancing uh, supported it. 73% of young residents supported it. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, uh, Both of them saw... Uh, 62% saw regular dancing as exercise and recreation. 61% believed it helped elderly people expand their social circles and dispel loneliness. Which is interesting because that's one of the things that uh, China's worried about is people being lonely. Mm -hmm. There's been an uptick in like elder suicides Mm -hmm. um, as well as Changing social yeah. structures. Which, yeah, makes sense, I guess. Um, Demographic shifting. It's it, a big change to conservative 
cultures that have a lot of wealth now. But yeah, and they and they just straight up have um, a fuck you know, <laughs> Yeah, and they have better they have better healthcare too. Yeah. So it's like they have better medicine. Mm. So it's like um, they're going to be able to live longer. Mm-hmm. So now they have these things that they probably didn't have to deal yeah. with before. Mm-hmm. So you know. Um, well, if you look at the life expectancy of America in nineteen fifties, it was still like sixty, mm-hmm. seventy, right? Like it's true. Uh, sort of this weird transition period in demographics, where basically, once you solve babies dying at birth, mm-hmm. you then have to solve old people living long enough. So like, there's like the life expectancy rapidly goes up when you figure out how to stop babies from dying. Like it goes from like forty to like sixty or seventy, mm-hmm. but then you have like a plateau and then needs to go up again after you figure out how to keep old people from dying. Mm-hmm. So you have this like weird double pump, basically. Yeah, goes on. It's interesting. I really like demographics actually, like looking at them because it's, it's, really, it's really cool because you can predict a lot of stuff too with it. It's highly yeah. predictive. There's it's, some really good trends that you can look at it. It's a fascinating, um, fascinating thing. My students there. don't think that, but I do. Oh, I'm sorry. So some of these women who now are retired and they have um, mm-hmm. um, time on their hands, I guess. Uh, first they, they joined older Chinese in practicing Tai Chi mm-hmm. and the newer practices of Fan Lu Gong. Tai Chi philosophy strongly encourages its practice in parks, closer to nature, and space. Uh, there was scarce at this time. Falun Gong was al- outlawed by the government in 1999, eliminating that option for exercise. Mm-hmm. So the women, which are referred to as Da Ma's, which mm-hmm. means great mother, mm-hmm. Uh, grannies, uh, they pretty much forced their way into square dance. Yes. So it was, it's, it's just this history of basically them not being allowed to do stuff, <laughs> these things, and they're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna take square dancing, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna own it." So in a way, it's almost like a little bit of a, a fuck you. Yeah, I don't know if you view it that way. It does, it does um, kind of feel that way, which is kind of funny. Um, uh, the the controversy most of the conflicts in the controversy uh, come from this this noise noise um, complaint yeah. thing. In in Wenzhou, one group uh, pulled the equivalent of forty thousand dollars U.S. to purchase a sound system of their own, loudly reminding dancers to comply with Chinese noise pollution laws. <laughs> Wuhan residents threw human excrement on dancers from the tops of their neighboring towers. Nice. Uh, in 2013, uh, uh, a man in Beijing, uh, in an outlying like suburb, mm-hmm. was arrested after he fired the shotgun in the air and set his three Tibetan mastiffs on a nearby group of dancers. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You think about doing that to your grandma or yeah. something? You're like they're just go you get them. That he, so, has, that he also has a shotgun is pretty impressive too. Yeah, I know, right? He must be like he must have been some like farmer or something yeah, who's still sure, allowed yeah. to carry it around. Some of them had guns. There was a shooting in. Um, we can't mm. air this, but there was a shooting in. Uh, Why can't we air this? I think it's like well, probably whatever. Probably hit, but there was a shooting in like Shenzhen or something around there where a guy went uh, and found his friend's gun and like killed a couple workers with it. Yeah. That that the guy had hid from the Cultural Revolution. Mm. Like it was a gun from back then. From back then, from the sixties. That he had just scrolled away and like. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so at the beginning of this you're talking about how they're competing mm-hmm. you're totally right yeah. altercations have arisen among the dancers themselves in Ching Yuan two groups of rival dancers allegedly claimed to blows when they tried to share a small space at a local park nice 
A court ordered one group to pay the other's medical costs. <laughs> so we legit have like Fighting. sharks, sharks in the jets. I'll fuck you up. Come over <laughs> here, Mabel. I know that's a North American name, but come over here. Hey, I mean that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much how it is there. What one person has said, Shang Jing Ho, uh, a humanities professor at Yunnan University, says this this apparent insensitive to insensitive insensitivity. Mm-hmm. To loud noise is another effect of the Cultural Revolution when propaganda was read over loudspeakers and was a constant feature of daily Chinese life. The intimate memories of loudspeakers are lodged deep in the subconscious of old Red Guards. They have no concept that this can actually annoy others. Makes sense. Makes sense because there are a lot of times where I'm like, how does this not fucking drive you insane? Yeah. Like, we're not even talking about square dancing. We're talking about being... At the Qingwei, the light rail system, and there's just a microphone blasting the same two yep. sentences at like which I'm not loud assuming meaning like you know stay away from the thing, but they're repeating it every second. That's yeah. like I don't. I was know. thinking of the 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 people down by the beach yeah. and they're just like selling something, yeah. and it's literally the same thing yeah. over and over again. Yeah, it's like how do you mm. how do you function? How does your brain yeah cope with that? Yeah, but I I also grew up in a very quiet place. Like, True. True. Um, so one of the things is they they talk about they the this this 2015 government response is there's a like China erupted over this apparently, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was it was back and forth and stuff like that. And to one person was asking who pays the medical bills that the grannies hurt themselves doing these. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about that, and then went back to the back to the government. The government was like. Well, uh, you know, we'll make them really simple moves. But then the grannies all complain. They're like, uh, they ask that the moves be more complicated. Right. It's just crazy to me that, that this whole thing has become like the most, you know. What's the thing? Uh, they can't really attack grandmas because they're so embedded in the like social structure, right? Like this, it's, just, it's, 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 it's interesting how they, how the grandmas also sound like they're kind of wielding their social position almost like a club like we're yeah. gonna we're gonna go dance here and you can't really stop us because if you do you're gonna lose a major face yeah like you can't really yeah. fuck with us mm-hmm. that's cool that's cool to see i'm all yeah. i'm programmer hey and and that's the thing is the government um the government rolled over on this mm-hmm. he said uh uh, uh, uh what's we'll call it guy from there said we saw that some people on the internet were worried about the new regulations meant that all over china mm-hmm. people would only be allowed to dance these 12 routines of course that's impossible it's a misunderstanding many chinese took this to be a tacit admission that the hostile relation to, uh, reaction to the routines and the sheer number of square dancers meant that the government realized it would be impossible to displace existing square dancing routines with its own so it's like the the government actually realizing like oh yeah, we well can't, we, we can't, can't actually yeah we can't this do this it's impossible but instead of being like no we we fucked up mm-hmm. just being like no we never made a mistake yeah. so that's yeah, very classic right. isn't yeah. it yeah um, but yeah hey you know that's one thing that I will say that that um, when we were walking through there one time mm-hmm. just being kind of like encouraged by the fact that there was like these people out. Doing, doing stuff. this stuff yeah, totally. and there there were dogs uh, mm-hmm. in that one park that we went to great dogs tiny park like uh, barely any green space uh, at all but they were running around yeah. they were sniffing each other's butts there were kids skateboarding and the dogs were too <laughs> dog skateboarding <laughs> there were kids doing bmx tricks yeah bmx bandits yeah bmx bandit tricks um 
and I don't know, it was just an inspirational thing, like, you know, the power of human ingenuity and yeah, spirit, 1984 you know? can't quite exist in real life, because I think people yeah. still have... Like, don't get me wrong, China is soul-crushingly a dystopia. Yeah, in a lot of ways. But there are always, at those edges, glimmers of, like, humans. And I think about, uh, yeah. like, Dan was in uh, Beijing, and he talks about going to listen to, like, shoegaze, and, like, this weird, like, mumblecore rapper, and, like... There is alternatives. There are people who it exist. exists. Yeah, it exists. It's just it's so you can't tamp- crush it out. Yeah, it's... and that's that's what the story of China Square Dancing is yeah. to me. Is like it's something that you can't you, you can't, can't shut cr- these things. You out. can't crush the Red Guard. They're yeah. indomitable. Oh, Mao's spiritless friend. Well, okay, I wasn't going <laughs> to say like yeah. just the human the yeah. human spirit to go out yeah. and. Just interact with your fellow humans mm-hmm. on a certain level. Yeah, you can't be. That's them. that's never gonna go away. You can't and be. Them. That's inspiring. Yeah. Strangely, uh, positive. Positive for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. We love <laughs> you. We'll be right um, back after this break. Important <laughs> message from our sponsors. Who are our sponsors this week, Alden? Um, they're Brappy's Bertle Chips, made from real real turtles. Oh, cool. Can't believe we got them <laughs> Yeah, for a sponsor. Yeah. They're hard to get. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. For code, real human things. Okay. And join your hands and circle up big. Serve it to the left and you don't be late. Swing your partner high and low. Now promenade with a heel and toe. All four ladies go into the middle and back to the bar And the jets go in with their right-hand star now left Here we go. Let's go alamein left to the lady on your left And then you alamein right to the lady on your right. We had to learn square dancing in high school and it was the most awkward thing ever, especially for a awkward teenager such as myself. Some people really got into it, though. I really wish... I had taken more of a chance on that. Oh well. That could have been my thing. Uh, the music right now, in case you didn't notice, is uh, from an actual square dancing in uh, Texas. I think it's called Texas Star. We described a lot about how the people looked and the spectacle of the entire Chinese square dancing. I don't know if we necessarily um, described like what they are doing so well. Rest assured that... Chinese square dancing is nothing like Western square dancing. Western square dancing is a lot of, uh, well, you're actually in a square, and you switch off from partner to partner. Chinese square dancing, I would say, looks more like marching, or at least the kind that you mostly see. So um, evenly spaced people uh, going forward and all doing the same move. It's kind of cool to watch. Sometimes they have fans and stuff, uh, especially when they're really good and they get all in sync. They do have some couples dancing, but still not quite in the same way as, like, square dancing, uh, the way we might think of it. More like um, tango or something like that. Yeah, if you ever come to China, it's one of the most uh, cool things just to kind of stare and sit and watch. At least I think so. If you ever get a chance to, uh, check it out sometime. Coming up next is our favorite segment of this week and every week, Picks of the Week. So stay right there, why don't you? And your hands, that's what you do. You 
circle to the left, take hands. Other way back the best you can. Go into the middle with a great big shout. Couple number one, go ribbon snort. Couple two, you know what to do. Now couple three. We are social men. And that's our theme for tonight. Is it? Yeah. I feel like Pokemon that isn't social the theme at all. Chinese square dancing social. And this, as we get to our picks this, of the week, as we get to our yeah, yeah. picks of the week, social. Actually, it's not really. Not social. You don't think picks of the week are social? No, I think my pick of the week isn't social. <laughs> but some picks of the week is social. We're sharing our our dreams, our desires. What's your picks of the week? My pick of the week pick is, of- uh, uh, I feel like I've said this before, <laughs> so I'm worried. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You can stop me here. Uh, what was it? Yeah. Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Was- second edition. Uh, I mean, yeah, you kind of did, but it's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but specifically, just reading some of the more obscure settings that was made for such a nerd. second edition. So I've been reading, I've been, re- I've been rereading some of the old books, some of the old adventures, campaign guides uh, from second edition. This would be Dungeons and Dragons in the late '80s to mid '90s, which is when I got first introduced to it. And looking at some of the art and reading some of the 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 like descriptions, it feels so like hopeful and positive and like yeah. it's just a game like maybe the dm thinks up of some challenge here but maybe not it's fine you just do it like it's there's just like this sort of je ne sais quoi maybe it's just my rose tinted goggles coming on here hard but like it does yeah. just feel sort of liberated and free because nobody was doing this this was just sort of something that they were doing for the sheer hell of it mm-hmm. and like the the output too that's the thing right now fifth edition D&D has released three books this year, two books this year, and they're going to release two more. So it's like four books in the year. This, they're trump, they're per- they're turning out these like yeah. bound books, 132 pages plus, like every year, like you, multiple, like yeah. just crushing it. You complained about that actually. Yeah, I, I, like fifth yeah. edition is so slow. Yeah, well, it's because they've skeleton their skeleton crewed it. Like Hasbro's yeah. gutted wizards. Oh really? Yeah, oh, it's like sucks. there's a, like most eight people on the core team working on it. Oh. That's sad. Because it, it's a, it's like it's they're not they're not trying to ruin it. They're not torpedoing it. Yeah. It's just they realize you can get a steady stream of income with very minimal. You don't need to pump out yeah fifteen hundred. Well, I think that the internet probably that helps a lot. Yeah. Destroyed yeah. <laughs> some of that too with like. But again, just custom build. Yeah. yeah. But reading it, it's just sort of it's it's very like comforting to see because they have this one section where they talk. It's very sweet. I'm I'm reading uh, Al Qadim, which is like their Arabian Nights setting. It's it's very you know in today's era would definitely there's some times where like that's a little problematic. Yeah, a little a little maybe a little cultural appropro, but. It's still fun. It's still I. Sure. I don't see major problems with it. Let's put it that way. Uh, but I am a white male, so you know, can't speak on that. Hey, well, whatever. Yeah. Um, there is like some sort of I don't know. There's this. They they go like oh if you're a if you're a power gamer give them these treasures if you're a, a role player if you're a storyteller oh, if you're a puzzler cool. if you, they give cool. you like so many different little options and they have these little write ups and they're like. 
this genie. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So like, tailor the rewards based on the player rather than based. I like that a lot because like that's the thing that I I know that we've gone back and forth about fourth edition necessarily, not back and forth, but we've discussed it. Yeah, and that's the one thing is like I think is really built for somebody who has more of a power gamer mind. Yeah, yeah, and and really thinks about thing in a spatial yeah, like yeah. you know like you move this many yeah. squares or whatever, and it's and, in, and that's that's cool that yeah. that one would be more open yeah. to second edition would be more open to being like oh well yeah. you can play it this way or yeah. this way or this way, and yeah. there definitely is times too where so you realize cool. that like when you read the adventures too, there's a lot more push to like you are telling a story, mm-hmm. so like they will they will say like if your players aren't cooperating, yeah, do this. And make them cooperate. Oh. Like it straight up tells you, like, hey, if they're not listening, if they're not trying to get this map, doing yeah. to get this MacGuffin to like get the story moving, yeah, contrive this thing and make them do it, or like if slap them around a bit, basically. And you like that—that's kind of cool. We to see. need some yeah. more of that. Yeah, Honestly, and it's instead of got like a good nice. To, good for them. Yeah. we need more of that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. <laughs> You know what? Fifth edition or second edition? I, I second edition I is, is wild and weird and wacky yeah. with all its proficiency yeah. and various rolling and, and whatnot. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's it's bonkers. It's, it's it is bonkers, but it, it does really do feel it feels fantastical. That's the thing. It feels yeah. otherworldly. It feels yeah. like you're sort of transported a little bit. And it, I get that. It's incredible that it can do it through the writing. That's mm-hmm. the thing that I like find fascinating. Mm-hmm. That a lot of the time when I'm reading. Fifth edition or fourth edition books, it feels like I'm reading a history book. Yeah. This feels like I'm reading something different, something yeah. a little bit more. Maybe again, I think it's just nostalgia. I yeah. don't think it, I think that plays a part in it. I don't know. Some but of I the just, stuff you're describing sounds yeah. really cool. Yeah, I've just been having a lot of fun with it. A lot of a lot of cool little gems from it that I'm definitely taking away and like sort of tucking away in my mind and going, "That's that's yeah." Neat. So put that there. Cool. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah. like that. That's a very nice pick of the week. Yeah. Are you ready for mine? I'm ready for yours. Is it Chinese square dancing? Well, twist, because it's not a pick of the week. It's actually a field trip. <gasps> Bam. Boom. Wow, have we got a treat for you today. Follow me, and together we can find a real human thing. Today on Field Trips. Um... I want to talk about how I went to Taiwan. Yeah, okay, sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, because I didn't really get a chance to talk about no. it in the pod, and I really liked it, so that's my pick of the week. Yeah. Uh, I, I went, went to, to Taiwan province, Jacob. You didn't go to Taiwan. <laughs> right, Get yeah, it straight, yeah. you asshole. So, uh, Taiwan is the island right off the coast the of China. The Isle of Formosa. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is a contested uh, political... Football. It's a nation state. Yeah, between yeah. between China and like whatever cool. else. Yeah. It, it's it's they they got their independence like 1947, mm-hmm. right around that time when a bunch of Chinese nationalists ran away from the Communist Party mm-hmm. and uh, and they've stayed there ever since. And uh, I really wanted to go there, and I did, and I um, I really liked it. So uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pro con, like alternating here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right off the bat, no surprise to anybody, but uh, I'm going to talk about baseball. <laughs> Taiwanese baseball is awesome. Kuban Guardians. My boys. For life. Oh, 
Like, baseball in Asia is just, like, this goes all the way back to the Wyatt, um, Wyatt Donowski episode where yeah. talk, we were talking about Korean baseball. baseball. Yeah. And, like, it's just not fair. Like, yeah. baseball in uh, Asia is just so much better it's than, a hype. than anything it's else. It's hype. It, yeah. We, I, went, I went to the stadium. It's not very big. The... The skill level is not very good either. They're like triple A at best. Yeah. But they had custom chants, mm. custom uh, dances mm. for every single player, yeah. even if they sucked. They're getting into it. The other, the opposing team were all the way in the other other stands. Some dude brought a drum, a trumpet, mm. and they had their whole entire thing. They're playing Hall of the Mountain King yeah. for their other ones. Because we, because we were home team, we got to pipe the the stuff in from the right. studio. So um, it was such a fun game. Uh, the other team, the monkeys? something monkeys, I forget the something monkeys. We're the Fubon Guardians. We're like on paper way better team. Yeah. They're way better batters. Yeah. They should have won that game. <laughs> but there was a miraculous uh, fifth uh, double inning, play or something like that. Fifth inning where it was just like they just went on a tear yeah. and it was really fun to be there because everyone was so excited. Yeah. And then the end was they were tied up and then it came down to like this double this double that somebody hit off and it was just like so cool to be there in the stadium with everybody going crazy even though this is such like a lame like on the face of it it's like none of these people are very they're very good but it was so cool because everyone was so invested there was this germer who i made friends with oh it's great so if you ever get a chance fubon Fubon guardians Guardians. ever rising um cons they're fucking obsessed with paper receipts. I had so many in my pocket by the end of the day. They would give you a paper receipt and like what's make file sure power? you have it. The file power, whatever it's called. In China, I don't know. What is what is that? I think it's like uh, that's paper receipt. You can like oh. in China, you have to in mainland China, oh, yeah. you have to ask specifically to get a receipt. If you can get a receipt, you can, and it's, oh, it's like a, it's something pow or something like that. They <laughs> they gave it to you everywhere. Even if I bought like a bottle of water or some, yeah. something like that at like a Seven Eleven. It was like, I'm going to give you a, a receipt with that. So uh, that was annoying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these are very petty uh, things here. Um, it shows that you like the country a lot, if it's just petty stuff. One, one of the things uh, that I liked a lot about this is that um, it, the, I said at the beginning of this, it's like uh, you know contested territory. Mm-hmm. Like China tries to claim that it's two China, one system or whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I don't yeah. remember whatever it is. Two two. Two, two systems, one China? Yeah, something yeah, stupid like that. that. Uh, in any case, Taiwan don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they do not consider themselves part of mainland China at, yeah. at all, um, which is just... Indicative of what they care about. Kind of like... I mean, they're not without their problems. They're a super um, conservative government in mm-hmm. of themselves, and they definitely have a cult of personality built around uh, Sun Yat-sen and uh, Chiang Kai-shek. But at the same time, uh, they're also dedicated to the idea of democracy and the idea of protest. In the Chiang Kai-shek memorial, they had a whole entire little section that was all about the different protests that happened in Liberty Square. Mm -hmm. They even have a museum dedicated to February 28th incident, which was in 
1947, when they were first when they were first becoming a country, they had their own version of Tiananmen Square mm-hmm. where they basically massacred a bunch of yeah. protesters and uh they have a museum now there and a memorial that basically said like yeah. he fucked up yeah. let's not do this again um yeah, we're like never gonna ad- see that in china they ever. admitted their mistake yeah. and that would be the equivalent of china having a Tiananmen square, square like memorial it's true i'm not sure how many died just... in the february 22nd thing but china killed thirty thousand people in Tiananmen Square. Yeah. it's a it's it's pretty like it, it was know. a lot in taiwan too yeah. actually like, yeah, was, i was i was surprised was like a by thousand of yeah i was surprised yeah. i was like jesus um one of the things that uh go back to a con mm-hmm. um it's still definitely a developing country mm-hmm. and there's still definitely a lot of grime and grit and uh, definitely worry about that environmental effects. Uh, I got a book by Wu Ming Yi, who is an interesting dude. I, I found just a little bit about him, but it's called The Man with the Compound Eyes and it's uh, all kind of a allegory for climate change and environmentalism. Uh, this vortex... Uh, trash vortex, mm-hmm. you know, the plastic island that's floating out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it crashes up against Taiwan at one point, mm-hmm. and there's like this kid from a magical island, mm-hmm. too, and he meets all these different characters. Um, but on a bigger level, it's all about basically the impact that we give to that. So that was one thing that's like, shit, that's still like mm-hmm. a huge part of this country is mm-hmm. like the pollution and the, mm-hmm. the trash and stuff. Um, Pro, because I'm all out of cons, um, uh, is that uh, it's warmer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweating bullets, which was kind of actually, I kind of like that. I miss mm-hmm. that. Uh, they have beaches there. Uh, the weirdest thing happened to me when I tried to go to a beach out in the middle of the north. You teleported back to Jinchitan. Yeah. Uh, I really understand like the idea behind uh horror stories like the women in black Mm -hmm. or something like that where a guy goes from like the known world Mm -hmm. of the city or something like that and he goes out to this you know like place that he doesn't know a lot about and it's out in kind of the rural Mm -hmm. area and there's nothing there because that's what happened to me when i tried to go to the beach um i was i knew i was in the north i was in taipei so i already knew that like the beaches around there aren't as good uh but i was i was willing to you know uh take that sacrifice um, and so I looked it up online and I thought I found a, one that I was a good one. And I remember I got off the bus and it was just like this empty resort. Mm-hmm. Just like there was something there once upon a time, <laughs> but now it is all, all gone. And it felt like Jinchitan if it was abandoned mm-hmm. and bigger too. Mm-hmm. It was like, there was a lot more, um, going on. Yeah, a lot more resorts. But the weird thing was, was I was like, okay, well, I'm here. I might as well walk along, walk along the beach. Mm-hmm. So I went even for, farther north, and I found, I stumbled across a geopark, mm-hmm. which is another thing that we have here in Jinchitan. And that place was bumping. Mm-hmm. And there were foreigners, and there were all these tour groups there, too. And they had this thing called the Queen's Head. It looks like a queen, I guess, if you look at it right. A lady. Yeah, we got the turtle rock here. It's like whatever. Yeah, um, but that was kind of cool. Just walk around. It was a nice hike. Um, but it was cool just to kind of be there and see that. Uh, the The thing that I liked about that experience, though, was the fact that the public transportation super convenient. Yeah, you, you got one card. Beep on, beep off. 
Um, that was one. Th- that's kind of the last thing that I was going to mention is that the English game in Taiwan is definitely not perfect. Mm. Like, uh, like you still got to meet a lot of people who don't know what you're talking about or mm-hmm. won't be able to do it. But it's way better than here. Mm-hmm. I will say in general. Um, uh, even even like I, I got. I, Ireland's potatoes. I went to it's a chain restaurant that yep. just has a bunch of like French fries and crap. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it tasted really good though. <laughs> uh, and just the random like kind of server lady who uh, her English was not really that good, but it was probably on par with all of our students, which is not something I generally would even expect here in, <laughs> in mainland China. So yeah. uh, if you get a chance, check out Taiwan. I liked it. Um, I want to go back. I want to go to the south now. And I want to learn more about the mountains and uh, the indigenous people. Because that sounds really cool. Uh, that's my pick of the week. My very long pick of the week. The country that, the country that still recognizes it. The only country. Yes. Because America stopped recognizing it in 1972, I believe. Yes. It, it withdrew from the UN yes. forcibly. Because um, they wanted People's to... Republic of China took over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is the Vatican. The Vatican is the only country that still recognizes Taiwan. I feel like there's other ones. There might be like one or two, that? but it's, yeah. it's the, Vatican's like, the Vatican The Vatican is like, we recognize, this, is, is, this is real China. Which is interesting because there is definitely a, a, a Christian population mm-hmm. more significant than it is here. Mm-hmm. I'm just assuming, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Chiang Kai-shek was... He was some sort of denomination of Christian, I believe. Yeah, or I think he his mom was or something. Yeah. He was at least involved. His wife somehow. might have been, too. Yeah, it was one of those. So that actually kind of makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, China is explicitly an atheist state, like one of the right. few in the world. Right. So. As you know, if you've listened to any of our chips in China, however, there are, there are some exceptions. There's some that good rule. Christians here. But, uh, you know. <laughs> Plug for chips in China if you haven't already. Now it's time for chips in China. From all of us here at the studio. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, I don't know what else. Well, no, no, Jacob, no, do you want Jacob, any, was... final, any final thoughts? Any any final things you want to say? Any social ideas? Because the theme of this episode is social. Remember. Remember to be social, everyone. No, I do wish Pokemon were real, though. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. I'd want a Bulbasaur as a, as a little guy. Yeah. Hang out with him. On his well, dope adventures. If, if anybody has a real life Bulbasaur, uh, please send it to me. <laughs> send us a picture. Yeah, send us a picture. We'll, we'd pay Bulbasaur is hella cute in the movie, too. So It's like squeaking noises. It's like, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> okay, you weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, that's good. I love you. Uh, me or them? You is a open to interpretation there. Both of us! Guys, we both got us love! Yay!
Do you want to light some candles? No, I'm just stabbing it because I like stabbing wax. Make it. You ever play it. with wax? Ooh. Like as no. a child? You like pour the candle and the wax falls over your fingers and there's the burning sensation, but then it seals up and you pluck it off and then you like use the residual heat. <laughs> this is not just me. This is Frida too. My, all, both my siblings, we would play with wax and we'd like mold shapes and you'd like sh- shape it with the fire and like hold it because we had a lot of candles we'd always like candles for supper and then also the power goes out pretty frequently on the summer winter time because the trees get with wet snow and then they fall in the fire so we'd have to have like a day or two maybe three days four days long where it's just candlelight so you're reading i remember reading harry potter by candlelight and you're like oh. from my perspective <laughs> uh what i'm imagining is just the fact that you didn't have like any any um any toys so you had to you had to uh i mean that's part with, of it too you had to play one of my dad's favorite lives. stories to tell me when i was young or us when i was young he had, he had stories to tell all us. right children now <laughs> don't don't waste this one he had, he had, oh papa really a whole candle <laughs> he had a couple he had a couple yeah he had a couple good stories one of his ones was um uh when he was when he was young his family was so poor that they only gave him a dirty stick to play with he had no clothes and they were so poor, they didn't eat craft dinner. They ate craft dinner boxes. Yeah, I've told yeah, the story before. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember this one. Yeah, they had, uh, <laughs> he had, he had uh, the one blue, the one-legged wonder dog. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Ready to go, Dad. Well. Memorable. He wrote me a, uh, when he was on super high off of uh, like <laughs> quaaludes and like all these like painkillers because it was his herniated back and pneumonia. He made me a, a birthday book, which is um, about... Uh, have I told the story? It's it's a story about Plepkwar Zop, the alien, who comes who comes to Earth. He comes to the place called Salt Spring, but he wrote Salt Spring like the salt crystal shape, and the Plepkwar Zop lands, and he's got a hyper intelligent space dog. He has uh-huh. an uncle, but he goes. Aunt. We, we we have an aunt. Zop. We have an he's uncle, brain but stick uncle. He has a banana. Yeah, he has a banana a, goes. He has and a, thrown back. He, his, his whole story is about how. I mean, it's a great really story. Good. He It's on, like, parchment paper that he sewed together with green twine. I still have it. It's, like, one of the best gifts I've ever received from him. Very creative man. He has this painting that Frida wants. We were both fighting over it. And it'll be, like, the contentious thing in the will. It's this, it's this futuristic, like, very abstract spacescape of the ship leaving Earth's orbit of this blood-red sun. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! Fuck!